0: Okay, so I was researching um, some brain studies, but I, you know, the, my assignment, one of the questions was to work on gap analysis, and back in um, my days of working with technology, with military technology, Uh, They wanted a gap analysis done, and at that time, I used to shop at the Gap, and I thought, what are you referring to? Because I don't wear my Gap jeans to work, so I'm not sure. And you know, I have a gap in my teeth that I had work done. Anyways, I had an accident, and uh, I had to have the gap in my teeth fixed. And so when, in a working environment, they say we need a gap analysis. And they refer to it as uh, to look for areas where things are missing or uh, things just you know there's there's gaps like it in other areas. So I had to think about this. I was like, well, in other areas there are employment gaps that people often look at for an um, in interviewing processes. But I didn't think about these things at the time when when I was asked for this or when people were talking about conducting a gap analysis and uh, it's still not clear what it really is and so I'm thinking about it on multiple levels and I think the most important one is uh, brain functionality and gaps in memory we call them lapses memory lapses or uh, gaps and then I compared it to The defragmentation process of the computer storage system because there's an automatic routine process that's user initiated that reorganizes the memory file system of temporary files after installation of software and removal of software Uh, some things get left behind or some things get left out Um, or and it's similar to like communicating something you know some important facts or some important uh, emphasis or feelings get left out because of priority time or whatever so what the computer does is it conducts a process to put it all back together because there are these gaps where things were removed so you have to refill it so it's similar to like okay you purged your file system you reorganize you got rid of uh, last year's files and now you have a fresh clean new file system so you don't really have to fill in the gaps but it's it's comparable to empty areas because something was moved or because of some other reason so the paper i wrote kind of ventured into uh, brain scanning technologies because this is a really important area to compare how the computer uses its memory and processing and storage, as well as how we uh, humans use it. And then the two-way communication and interaction between the two, not just as a a piece of middleware that enables communications with others through uh, video teleconference or email or via the internet, or as a delivery device of information for learning Or uh, software systems to do business more efficiently but I'm talking about like brain scanning uh, to check and monitor the performance and functioning of your brain and not just like as a scheduling and memory system or assistant that sets reminders that you need to be up at 7 a.m and this is your schedule for the day, which you created all your appointments on your calendar or somebody did that for you, and that's a nice little memory assistive device. I'm talking about true and actual human to computer communications and interactions in it serving a purpose as sort of a brain scan device similar to medical technologies, but far more advanced because what I found as a patient in medical technologies is that they really don't, and, and from what we see on TV and from what uh, x-rays present, there's really no um, additional detail unless it's you undergo a series of timed uh, inpatient hospital tests that show brain stimulation and change based upon your reactions to objects. Now with that technology though, if we had that at home without all these electrodes and connective uh, electromagnetic devices, if it was wireless, then we could, the computer could with a structural, with a well-designed database, learn and understand your responses and reactions to certain things beyond just uh, readable text. Um, but things within your home and if it was designed in such a way that you know daily your daily living and part of your routine life is uh, to live your daily life in your in your physical world and then go on to the computer and allow the computer to do the brain memory scan to identify the areas where efficiencies can be gained to manage be, um mental processing Performance, you know, did you fall? To you know, did you fall? Did you forget something? Uh, did you did your brain nag you to get things done, and you just didn't get it done? To help sort of manage the chaos that goes on in a brain, and I think we have the technology to do that. Just requires good, uh, skillful programming, and software systems as well as the management and creation of the hardware systems to evolve the PC, the home computing device, to perform more as an advanced. No, I don't want to use the word x-ray, but it is sort of an x-ray MRI scanning machine with advanced features. But I was like, who on earth is going to do something like that? I certainly can't do it. Uh, and I, so I started to research, well, how do... How do we maintain standards and evolve an industry like how did the Model T car go all the way to the sports car and each car in the automotive industry over the course of decades still has four wheels. Some have two wheels, some have more, but they all still run on engines and the only real major evolutionary change is with electricity and gas. And so we look at that, and that really what uh, changes in life is is energy as well. So it's very similar. Um, but the interesting thing about the automotive industry is that the uh, the industry has standard parts, and it's all uh, it. They know how it works, so each company buys a standard part, and they compete on those levels. So we know how the computer works, and now. Software systems, they each buy their standard parts and they build their own and they put their brand name on it. So it might be something similarly managed in manufacturing to just get it to take it to a next level with software that enables it or some kind of monitoring technology that changes the computer screen monitor and adds additional functionality either to the PC or um, smartphone devices. I don't know. I think it's great a great invention, but it really has to um, finish the, you know, or detail the research to, you know, what kind of capabilities are we talking about? What kind of functionality are we talking about? Because we can't just assume that every brain functional or dysfunction is uh, evident in physical tissue because we already know that emotional wounds and psychological wounds don't always display physical characteristics and you can't say well i i see that your feelings were hurt and that's obvious by this x-ray image scan here that shows a little scar on your brain in the emotional regulation area but a computer can understand the human interaction and the response to what was said or done and manage uh not just your emotions, but help solve the problem, and, and do tracking to show pattern analysis. I mean, we can do routine pattern analysis on, um, you know, daily routine changes. You, you went to bed at 7 p.m. You went to bed at 9 p.m. And collectively in data management with tracking, you can show your sleep patterns, So that's a sleep test, but also the computer can offer um, sound professional advice on how to improve your sleeping patterns and change things. So I know that it can be taken to the next level, but it's just not. So part of the um, strategic planning or innovation is controlling the uh, innovation and narrowing it down and saying, okay, Um, This is great. This is a great idea and it's needed and here's why it's needed and here's how it's going to benefit more than just personally assistive as a personal assistant mechanism. But how is it going to improve and involve humanity for the better and not just for company profit or software sales, you know? So that's the research that I'm working on. Pretty interesting because the um, the current roadblock or issue, and it seems to be the merging of disciplines. Uh, I think somebody I saw a little research on it said something about a uh, theory of merging fields. Now, on a technical level, you could say database fields or fields are easily merged with a simple formula to take a last name column, a data point, and, an, and a first name, and use an ampersand and some programming to combine the two to create a, port, a report to display that information together. That's data management, though. What I'm talking about is the merging of fields of disciplines in doctors, dentistry, and technology where we seem to use we have a pattern of reusing terminology that's applicable to multiple disciplines so it requires additional explanation to separate and to uh, communicate um, its applicability in different areas but also to look at um, i I can't go back historically and say when this all started but, and I can't assume that it's a, uh, it was caused by um, a failed merger of terminology or disciplines, failed attempts to merge medical technologies with computer science. But we have, they do in fact complement each other. They do work together just on different sizes and levels. So the research in looking at how they do complement each other and how they help each other is also value in addition to valuable in addition to how the human and computer work together uh, outside of a healthcare environment, to where you're not confined to a hospital bed, in a facility with an institutionalization mentality. Because that's sort of where psychiatry seemed to have gone wrong into a criminal uh, behavioral zone. It was just if they're misbehaving, lock them up showing that we really have no control over anything other than just locking people up. And that's a criminal punishment mentality applied to psychiatrics. But advances in medication um, have shown that they can control uh, behavior a little bit better, but that's done through sedatives, uh, controlled substances. So on one side of the spectrum, uh, controlled substances are illegal, but given authority and power to certain disciplines, doctors to prescribe it, but then we found that there's just a ton of misuse and people losing their licenses and high costs and over all kinds of problems. And so psychology, psychiatry, and computer science, uh, perhaps there are ways without uh, ways of regulating brain activity and behavior without medication without hospitalization. And I think there is great value in investing in the home computing devices to enable some kind of control system, not just on a one-to-one, but on a one-to-many local, regional, national, and worldwide level to provide direction, potentially order, and then there must be otherwise we wouldn't be a collective society and humanity we wouldn't have been we wouldn't have the same values and ideas and standards unless there it was a system so there is a basic system but we have come to believe that is something we're born with and we're gained and is gained through social systems and education systems and the system of work not because of a computer device so learned behavior is uh seems to be based upon environmental uh, requirements legal requirements if you have to go to school you have to learn this you have to abide by the law but yet so many people appear uneducated poor uh, misuse their words are violent commit violent acts and uh, just go on living, you know, because a person just gives up and says, you know, what I'm not gonna be your constant tattletale or your constant victim, you know, or I'm just gonna stay home because I don't want to be injured, and the world becomes a scary place. So, um, not sure. So something is needed to control behavior and people's uh, words and be and their actions because some some people are just too out of control. And you can't go arrest and lock everybody up. So you got to get some handle on it. And I think the home computing device, if designed properly for a behavioral management system could work, but it's not going to work if you actually expect people to sit down and actually take a class on how to behave better. Uh, It's just not going to happen. You already screwed up the world by creating non-segregated communities and allowing bad behavior and choice to overrun uh, communities. You allowed uh, drug addiction, marijuana, violence to just run rampant in the streets, and you expect cars with uh, pretty lights to go chase them and lock them up in concrete buildings, and then for them to learn the error of their ways, and it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. And then so now on the on the flip side, those in people in positions of power and control seem to forget that citizens, uh, people are generally good and that you need to get in and do the job without a, a lot of back talk. And they forget how to respect their citizens because they go crazy with their guns and their, their bits of power and authority. And when you just can't stand looking at either either side of the population, you just want to lock up your doors and say, forget you. I don't even want to work with you because you're, you've gone so corrupt. So computers look for corruption. Humans do too. But if we stay on a path of constant review of garbage, then it's going to be a focus of constant garbage. And we don't know what creates the garbage in the first place. But at least we have an option and a way to uh, get rid of it or fix it. So rather than looking at the outside societies and society's dark problems of crime, pollution, and even light problems of white people and their garbage or Asians and their garbage and the way everybody pollutes the world um, with nastiness, uh, it's better to focus on how a computer can work on one to a one-to-one level uh, with Um, pain management, you know, and other areas to make life a little more comfortable um, knowing that the life on the outside is full of sickness and dysfunction.